Hello, Dom Knight here. Uh, Andrew Pistri, hello to you. Hello, Dom, and hello, Sydney. Yes, the podcast will start in just a few moments. Our, our insightful and uh, incisive discussion of the week in politics. Before we do, though, we have a plug, don't we? A wonderful event coming up at Giant Dwarf, the 2nd of May, um, our latest uh, live event. It's going to be a budget pre-mortem, uh, one week before budget night, and we have a most eminent panel. We do indeed. We will be joined by uh, The Feed's Mr. Mark Humphreys, friend of the show. Oh, and great friend of the show. And former Premier Christina Keneally, an actual honest-to-God Premier. The, 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 I think it's fair to say the first Premier we have ever had on the show. Definitely so it's going to be a, a humdinger. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's going to be uh, enormously fun. We're going to administer a citizenship test. and if Finally. You don't get, if you don't get 100%, it's going to be conducted in English. Snowflakes. And um, if you don't get 100%, you will be evicted and or deported. Yeah. Uh, we're going to tell Border Force they're going to basically sort you out. So uh, it's going to be great. And uh, all I have to say is book now, giantdwarf.com.au. It's the 2nd of May in Redfern. Uh, tickets available now. Uh, shall we get on with the discussion of, the, of what's happened this week? But let us. Let us discuss. For it, it is... God, it's been a weird week. It's been... Can't wait when you wanted to throw yourself in a reservoir, Andrew. A <laughs> reservoir of good sense. Do you share Australia's values? Well, look, given given the way that that, that, was, that they were explained to us by the Prime Minister earlier today, which um, uh, that being sort of we're recording this on uh, on sort of late Thursday afternoon, having really only just stopped laughing at what has to be probably the most inept press conference that Malcolm Turnbull has ever presided over. Because, I mean, one of, one of the things about Turnbull, of course, is that he is a great orator. He is a man who can speak extremely well off the cuff on the on the spur of the moment. He has a resonant and, voice that he likes the sound of. And, well, he should because it's a good voice. He's got that barrister... strong voice. Barrister cadence that he has. He's, he's you know, he's an, he's an impressive figure. Some might... Previously, you've called him an enormous reservoir of good sense, much as he calls our uh, national values. But, yeah, there was a man next to him, um, Andrew, and I haven't seen the footage yet. Were the strings visible between <laughs> Peter Dutton's hands and Malcolm Turnbull's back? Well, the weird thing was, that even even as Turnbull was was waffling for... I. Th- like I, I timed it. I think it was seventy-one seconds in which he said literally nothing at all. Was that when he was asked it, it to was, articulate Australia's values? Because when he was asked was to articulate highlight. Australia's values, he began and and abandoned about fifteen sentences. And let's have a quick listen. This is this is special. Oh, it's magical. Could you give a summary of those things that you believe all Australians should sign up to? Well, what we will what. We will. Yeah, the answer is the answer is yes. Uh, but the the discussion paper that Peter's department has released is going to engage public discussion on this, as indeed Phil Ruddick and Connie Ferravanti Wells' uh, work did uh, a little while ago, uh, and that's been a valuable part of that too. But I think it is a. I think we understand. We, we, you know, the Australians uh, have Australians have an enormous. Reservoir of good sense. So there you go. Brevity, not one of the key mm, Australian mm. values. Clarity oh. also a bit out of there. But an enormous reservoir <laughs> of good sense. Such a reservoir. It's deep and it's wet and it's full of, 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 of Australian 
something goodness. It, it's it's like Ned Kelly's helmet plus a, 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 a Don Bradman willow. Absolutely. I assume. I'm not. I'm not sure what what we would put in a a reservoir of good sense t- with regard foreigners. Foreigners who so he wanted to drown. <laughs> I imagine. Well, that would make it an on an on water matter, surely. Which which, as we oh, know, tricky. Uh, Peter Dutton will not discuss. So, um, but yes, but, but to get back to to the oh, uh, could could we see the strings? It did seem to me that you could just see sort of Dutton's mouth moving, even as he said nothing, which I thought was very impressive. That is impressive, and, and he's not generally the most articulate man in the uh, in the tool shed. So um, it's impressive <laughs> that he managed to do that. Look, we talked before. In fact, we had an entire event, which uh, an entire event which we called Datocalypse Now, about the prospect of P.D. Dutton becoming prime minister. It's now looking well. I don't know. Is it more or less likely now that uh, now that Turnbull has gone the full Dutto <laughs> this week? And I mean, who wants a who wants a tribute ban when you can get the real thing for just the price of yet another spill? Well, look, I I think what we need to do is get one of those sort of doomsday clocks, that, that, and and sort of say, okay, we're we're now like four minutes closer to to Dutt o'clock. Dutt's day, because uh, I, I I'm pretty sure. I mean that being said, like I, I was about, I was about to agree un, unreservedly, but Dutton hasn't exactly covered himself in glory over this week's little uh, sort of immigration crackdown a mm. Because I mean, what, one of the big problems that, of course, Peter Dutton has had with, with kind of threading the needle of why we need to uh, change our citizenship tests, why we need to make it harder for for migrants to, to come to this wide brown land of ours, uh, f- girt by seas and full of reservoirs of, 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 of value. Yes, a good sense. Mm. And good sense. He um, is the sort of, in order to argue, well, okay, 457 visas are being rorted and there's all these compliance problems and we need to change them, does kind of force him to acknowledge that he's been doing a terrible, terrible job. Yes, it's not because exactly a new broom, is he? And when when you talk about the threading the needle, Andrew, I think Queensland cops do not bloody sew, mate. They don't bloody. <laughs> the only person who sews on Peter Dutton's watch is a refugee in a detention centre. Beyond the point of desperation. Well, there was one glorious moment actually when when Turnbull was um, was railing against um, the, sort of the the the, the rotsmanship. Was he putting Australia first at the time? I, I, I I'm pretty so. sure he was, yeah. Mm. Look, I, I think you know, it was about jobs, and I think, you know, it wasn't specifically made clear, but he implied that it was also about growth. There was a moment where he said that under Bill Shorten, um, 457 visas had been had been rotted left and right, oh. which, which I thought was interesting because I don't recall Bill Shorten having run the country yet. I mean, obviously, that's looking increasingly likely after today's little little sort of uh, pantomime, but sort of hearkening back to the, uh, to the dangerous sort of uh, renegade rule of Bill Shorten, I've got to say, I can't remember it. He it, pretty it's... much ran the country during Beaconsfield, as I recall, but um, <laughs> well, it was a strange thing because the... Uh, the really odd thing is, as with so many of the Turnbullian changes, and I know he, you know, having enjoyed the word Conrovian so much, he didn't he'd appreciate Turnbullian. Um, what he's done is huffed and puffed and tried to see like to seem like a, a boilerplate right winger. 
such that um, Corey Bernardi and Pauline Hanson were, were fighting one another to take credit for what he just said. But then when people stopped and looked at the information in, in more detail, they kind of went, yeah, this isn't that different from what we've done before, really. It's, uh, it kind of makes sense. It's just a sensible reform. It's not really doing anything much at all. That, uh, that bloke was at Mike Cannon, which is her name, Cannon Smith or whatever his name is from Atlassian. He kind of went, yeah, this probably isn't so bad. We've got a lot of 457s in our com- company. These reforms seem moderately sensible. So he tried to seem like... Um, you know, uh, a, a, a tough-talking anti-immigration politician while not being one. It's it's bizarre to have the bluster but not the substance, isn't it? Well, I mean, the... the uh, I think it was Peter Martin at the, at the Sydney Morning Herald made the point that th- this was essentially the same trick which Bob Hawke had used when he announced that he was abolishing unemployment benefits but bringing in this this completely different thing called new start oh. which was to all intents and purposes identical mm, but, it, and, but it called new start which implies but called that, new start. that they're going to get stuck getting back to work any time now well exactly. any time now and as we know of course uh, you know we've we've had full indeed uh, overemployment ever since so it's well, because you know, everyone had a new start time. everybody had a new start it was uh, it, it was as though Everybody, as one, dipped their heads into that reservoir of good sense oh. and, and, and drank their they went, they went surfing on it. <laughs> they did. Like they Mitch Farrelly. <laughs> oh, man. So th- th- that was the 457 business. Now, I'm biased on the subject of 457s because of the fact that my wife arrived in this country on a 457. Um, and, you know, I tend to think that's good. She was, she's doing a job that no Australian was willing to do. In putting up with me, and so that's <laughs> that rule was there. All the stuff about um, only getting a fo- foreigners in when there weren't Aussies—that was the rule. Some were saying it was being rorted, but of course, enforcement of the existing rules would have been fine. So that was a bit ridiculous. But then today we had all this stuff about values and citizenship, and you know, as is typical with Turnbull, he tried to make it more palatable to himself by making it about like respecting the domestic violence laws and all this sort of stuff and no female circumcision. And, and that mm. stuff was sounding perfectly reasonable to me. You should not be willing to... Or you should not be approving of crimes or wishing to hurt people. That's kind of what the police clearance process should be about, you would think, but now you've got to attest to that as well. But the thing that does make a huge difference in this change and that is quite significant is the requirement to wait for four years rather than one. That is a huge change to the citizenship process and one that is potentially disturbing. That is probably the only significant change, though, because everything else that was said is stuff that's already done. Like There, there are background checks. You, you, you are not allowed, if you're, whether you're immig- you know, an immigrant or whether you're a, a, a resident or whether you're a citizen, you, you don't get... To commit crimes, oh. like and and so saying, we saying don't want we're criminals. going to have this test. That's a part of the reservoir of common people... sense. No criminals. <laughs> it's in the reservoir. This is, I mean, this is the bizarre thing. Like, uh, like particularly with uh, again, sort of questions were asked of of Dutton because his argument was, well, we've got these, you know, these kids running around in gangs, and it's like, yeah, but most of them are Australian born. How is a test going to stop somebody from having a child? Who then, when they turn sixteen or seventeen, join a gang? I mean, they will, like talk, well, they will because of the good talk sense. Talk us through that 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 process. Well, they yeah, well, well, they won't now 
because of the reservoir of good sense, in, in which we shall all be baptized in a secular sort of Catholic way. So it's, um, you know, they're, they're, I, I mean, I, I just find, I mean, again, we, we've, we've talked about this a lot, but the this weird pandering to a hardline nationalist, xenophobic voter base that really does not, as far as anybody can tell, exist, just is is so peculiar. I mean, and, and the, the way that Labour have not been repudiating it, I think, has been a huge mistake. Because well, Shorten, Shorten came out and said, oh, a lot of that sounds reasonable. We might want to do mm. some of that stuff. And to be fair, some of it was reasonable and stuff that you already assume is happening, as we were saying. But he did he did point out that La- that, that um, Turnbull was pandering to the right of the Liberal Party. Uh, now, on 457s, Shorten was already there because he was pandering to the union movement, which is all about protecting Australian jobs. So it's an ugly contest that they're currently embarked in. And the ugliest thing about it is that it's Trump. Just as Trump's been going around saying America, America first, jobs, 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 and just as that really hasn't been resonating, I mean, it hasn't been working, it hasn't been followed through in what he's actually been doing, hmm. you get Turnbull echoing him. What earth you would want to echo Donald Trump at this point remains to be seen. Well, it, it I mean, we, we've, we've spoken again before about sort of the, the, the growing cynicism in the political classes. And I mean, one of the one of the things, of course, that has been ha- that that Trump has thrown into sharp relief, and you know, and it's bizarre watching uh, Australian politicians and, and also people like Marine Le Pen in, in France sort of basically use the exact same rhetoric, is that immigration is not the reason why jobs are going. And in, indeed, in in Australia, if we if we cut back immigration. That has huge, huge effects on the amount well, of money that, that, that is against through it. our. Uh, well, well, precisely because what else do we, we need, need to more, know? But more people here spending. Well, it, it grows the economy. You, you bring in mm. highly educated, um, smart people who have skills that we don't have, and this is what Atlassian are going on about. They're saying that we don't have enough um, experienced tech workers who know about startups and can run those sorts of businesses. But we've got a shit ton of blacksmiths, apparently, which which have been been robbed robbed of local jobs because of all of these cut price international blacksmiths coming in and cobblers blacksmiths and cobblers mm. i'm assuming that coopers and ostlers are also in there i, I didn't see them on the list but you know that well to that, be fair coopers has been in trouble recently coopers um, have been in trouble <laughs> but then look it it is oh it just it doesn't ring true at all you can't remake your spots that radically. And, of course, people have. Twitter is now becoming a wonderful archive for hypocrisy purposes. People have exhumed tweets from way back in 2013 um, where Malcolm Turnbull criticised Julia Gillard's uh, 457 restrictions that she was bringing in at the behest of the unions as being lame jingoism. You know, Mm. he pointed to her chief of staff who was um, on a 457 at the time, McTiernan. And... That's the real Malcolm. Like, there's actually a historical document of what the man thinks, which we can look at and go, well, he's full of shit today, isn't he? <laughs> but the, this is, I mean, what, what I was kind of leading leading to with the, the point about how, how jobs are not being taken by, Sorry, by so them, them migrants. No, it, I it's jumped the, in like a foreigner stealing a job. <laughs> you did, goddammit! Is the, um, 
this is the way that the Turnbull government seem to be functioning. They keep bringing up these these kind of flashpoint issues, which I assume come up in in uh, in, in like focus groups or you know if they happen to be cycling around mountain electorates <laughs> and chatting chatting with real Australians. We'll get on to Tiny in a few moments. <laughs> but um, you know things like housing affordability and. Uh, you know, bringing back manufacturing jobs, which uh, are largely gone because of the removal of tariffs by this government, that they and, and energy security, which they can't they they can't do anything about essentially without renationalising the grid, which they're not prepared to do. It just seems as this bizarre sort of domino effect of raising these big issues and then grappling with the fact that they have nothing significant or worthwhile to bring to the table on them and they're just looking silly and 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 you know we've talked about this before that one of the big problems that we have uh, in 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 politics is that you can be hated but the second that you look like an idiot your your goose is cooked i mean the, the 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 erudite mr sean kelly friend of the show indeed his his excellent article yeah, we should. We should indeed. His article today was just about the what what he sort of considers to be sort of a, a sense of sheer exhaustion in the electorate with with the actions of the government across the board. Like I, I agree to it to an extent. I, I think he. I, I think that's true of everybody who's paying attention. But I, I think this is this general determination on behalf of, of of Turnbull personally and his front bench generally to just look like they don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, the, the, today's press conference was a shambles. It was, you know, again, it, make, it makes you sort of yearn for, for the late, great John Clark because it was essentially the, the first episode of the games all over again. Hmm. Yes. R.I.P. John Clark. That was very, very oh. sad indeed. We, we it was need, heartbreaking. Um, Admittedly, politicians are increasingly writing their own satirical scripts, but no, he, he was always there to prick a prick the, a bubble of self-importance when required. We'll miss him. Um, it's been a strange week, it really has, and it started off with Tony Abbott doing what he does every couple of months, uh, sticking his uh, pr- prominent ears above the parapet and uh, essentially reminding us all that he's willing to serve pointing out the obvious problems in the uh, in the government, outlining a five-point plan to, to uh, fix them. Uh, slightly different from the last five-point plan. Uh, he abandoned a few of the dumber points from last time. And then getting slapped down by just about everyone and uh, people pointing out with, with no little glee, Andrew, the gulf between what he's saying now and what <laughs> he said last time. And he said that he's been going around on the poly pedal. I thought it was a charity fundraiser but apparently it's also a listening tour um for him to be able to just take the pulse of australia and ordinary australians while sweating and riding his bike and he says that the government isn't listening it's not looking after middle australia so and i was just kind of going you don't you still don't understand why your government was such a disaster do you like that that 2014 budget is the low point in recent political history for a government listening to middle australia that was utterly breaking faith with Middle Australia. And yet he's got the temerity to pop up and kind of go, gee, this Turnbull's not really nailing it, is he? Well, he's also, again, sort of in much the same way that, that 
that Turnbull's Twitter is a, uh, and, and indeed Trump's Twitter, is a, uh, a rollicking roller coaster of entirely contradictory messages on identical situations. You know, we've also seen Abbott this week uh, enthusiastically rewrite history over his supposed um, steadfast opposition to safe schools with the news that, uh, that, oh, that New South gosh. Wales were abolishing it, uh, despite the fact which, as as many people have pointed out, it was his government who brought it in. He didn't know. Um, he didn't re- Look, he didn't read those things. It was all up to Peter. Peter might have known it was happening. He he was too busy taking the pulse of Australia, and he's probably riding a bike at the time that came in. But again, this is this is exactly the same argument that Peter Dutton is making, which is that you know this this thing that I could have fixed hasn't been fixed, and now needs to be addressed, presumably because I've failed to do my job. I mean that the, mm. that that seems to be the tenor of our of that, our that immigration minister has been. Yes, it is. Weird, isn't it? It's as though they've forgotten that they've been in government for for four years now. Um, It's it's something perpetually in opposition, and the, (laughs) I mean, to the point where I mean, as as I said earlier, to the point where Turnbull is now inventing a phantom shortened government, which about whom he is now cleaning the mess. It is bizarre. We we like I'm, I'm I'm speechless. I, I need I need another drink of that reservoir water. Yeah, the reservoir water is of good sense. Well, goodness me, it really has been quite an astonishing week. In honour of which, Andrew, um, we are going to conduct a citizenship test, a live we one, certainly are. in real time. We're gonna we're gonna quiz the nation. We're gonna uh, tease the brains of of the audience at our next live event at uh, Giant Dwarf on the second of May. Um, we haven't. Pretty darn eminent panel, might I say. Oh, this is going to be a blast. Think of it as a polypedal, but stationary and a little bit drunk. And, Everyone's going to be I on exercise be bikes for the it's, mind. It's essentially going to be as though you're in the middle of an OK Go video clip. It is. Except, except that we'll be sitting down. Because we, we do. We, yeah. we work seated as a rule. We do, you and I, and yeah. and this this one we have got. Not not only are we joined by a uh, uh, f- friend of the show, Mr. Mark Humphreys oh, uh, of Right Siders, of Right Siders, <laughs> yes, and that of was fun. Uh, oh, that was so much fun. It was so easy too, which is weird. Um, I, I can totally see the appeal now of, of most of Sky, but the um, uh, yes, well, the leftist, of, of SBS the leftist wing of, the, of Sky. Yeah, we were mentioning Mark Humphreys of the SBS's feed. SBS's the feed was going to join us. Our, go back and listen to Right Siders a few weeks ago. It was a lot of fun. But yes, the yes. The, the the outrider of Sky, one of the the few Labor figures uh, there providing fairness and balance, is going to join us as well. Indeed, a a honest to god former premier, no less, uh, Ms. Christina Keneally will be joining us as, as a an actual person that has done stuff as opposed to you know snide inner city lefties who who just look down their nose and uh and don't even drink from the reservoir of good sense these days mm. she will be I'm joining us full of chardonnay yes she will and it's going to be really wonderful having her there she's done a few events before at giant dwarf and uh in her post political and post basketball career at sky and with the guardian she's just um you know every week or two she comes back with some incredibly telling insight into politics as it's conducted as it was conducted and um 
It's fair to say that she's she's scathing where she needs to be scathing, but also has an excellent sense of humour. So it's going to be really fun having her on the stage. Mark Humphreys is always a delight. We'll be there too. We're really not the main draw card uh, this no. time round, poss- arguably no, ever. I'm just going to sit in the audience and watch. Sit at the feet of the, of, of the Masters. And, and yeah, but we'll have the live citizenship test. We will, uh, And it will be a pre-mortem on the federal budget, <laughs> the, uh, a week before budget night, a week before. Uh, Scott Morrison gets up and reminds us just how much more convincing he is talking about boats than numbers. Uh, we will try and get a sense of what they do. If you were in his uh, in his boat shoes, what would you choose to do? I don't know. I've got a week to think about it. Um, or, sail or away, sail away, sail away. He, I, I would be. I'd be trying to contract something that with which I could be hospitalised at this point if I was Scott Morrison. You I'd could be... potentially go to the hiding place where Peter Dutton spent the whole of the last election campaign. Oh, that's true. The, the undisclosed location in the in, somewhere in the seat of Dixon. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's going to be fun. You can book at giantdwarf.com.au right now, Andrew, right at this very moment. The tickets are alive. They're available. And I think, is that enough of a plug? Well, I, I think it's also just worth pointing out that while uh, sort of half of it will turn up as a podcast, uh, if you're in Sydney and you uh, want to hear the stuff that we can't actually commit to uh, to recording, well, you know, the second half of the show, things things quite often get a, get a little bit loose, and you know, a p- potentially a little bit uh, a little bit scandalous. So. Um, so, yeah, with, with, with Keneally and Humphreys, it could get very exciting. It's going to be really fun. Um, Andrew, it's been, uh, it's been a reservoir of, of, of good times. Isn't it always, though? Isn't it always? This is... You will. <laughs>